the fuck is up, everybody? It's the Halloween episode. I can't even begin to tell you how fucking excited I am for so many reasons. But before I even get into things about me, like we all know, me, Scott, America's Sweetheart, wants to talk about, I'm going to go ahead and introduce some people around this roundtable of nonsense we've got going on here. As always, is my lovely co-host, Lindsay. I'm here with America's Sweetheart, Scott. <laughs> just a joke that hasn't gotten old yet. I know. It just is, I'm going to keep going with it. Um, but I'm really excited because today, on top of two previously recorded uh, guest stars with my best friend, Matt, and my, it's true, guys, we got her. We got her booked my very own mother we are joined today by my very good friend andrew returning from his stint off the hobbit episode andrew thank you so much for being here Woo! y'all have to listen to me again yeah <laughs> and uh we're joined tonight by ben as well who is a friend of Lindsay's. i know him very sparingly but uh i hope that will change here in the future ben thank you for being here what's up i love it I oh love my god it. <laughs> And honestly, every time I hear that, I literally do just think of Scary Movie. And, and like, I, I know it's the phone commercial, but I do think of Scary Movie every time I hear that. Well, and don't even, you know, I thought you reviewed the notes, Scott, because I will be discussing that. <laughs> Were you really? Because I'm so fucking stoked. I in looked at own... most of them, but I didn't like, I, I didn't go over everything. It's in my um, words section. <laughs> I, um, so, yeah, this is the Halloween episode. I am a huge fan of Scary Movies. You know, whether it's like the murderous rampage of Michael Myers or Jason and their terrible delights, like, you know, some people are more obsessed with the supernatural shit like Emily Rose, The Nun, or even like The Fourth Kind. Shout out that movie. Fuck me up. Dude, best movie ever. Bro, I have a brief story. I saw about owls I will tell someday. No, dude, outside of my girlfriend's house at the time, there was literally a barn owl sitting on the wall noise. and I almost cried. No, fuck that noise. I would have left. I would have killed it and then I would have left. I did leave and then I almost cried dude it's so ridiculous but like just like everybody else loves scary movies we here at behind the timeline are no different so slap together with both our love for cinema and just horror itself we're gonna go through a lot of our favorite movies like two or three each and kind of go down the line there's a lot of questions that i want to know from like whether you've seen this movie or not i want to know if Lindsay would actually reach into the storm drain to try and take the paper boat oh my god there's literally no chance i would be able to keep the fucking book away from the sanderson sisters because at the time i thought sarah jessica parker or was smoking hot sarah jessica parker was smoking hot dude she was smoking hot um i would love to know if ben could outrun ghostface I just think that's like, <laughs> I, it's another slasher like trope, and I would love to know. Um, but most importantly, I want to know how long Andrew would keep filming if he were stuck in the woods before Ooh. he got taken by the witch. Um, <laughs> but we're going to start with Lindsay's movies. And I'm very, I'm very excited about these, especially because I just watched one of them the other day. But Lindsay, what are, uh, what are your movies? Well, let me start by saying that... Uh... Once upon a time, I did enjoy horror as a kid and watched a lot of it and absorbed a lot of it. And these days, I don't know that that's still the case. So I am like real easily scared. And the imagery of horror is what really gets me and like sticks in my mind and gives me nightmares and keeps me up all night. And then I have to have like Ben had to reassure me the other night that the clown wasn't real. He's oh like God. laughing at my text. You um, got a yeah. nightmare from one of my movies. It's, yeah, it's not Dude. great. So I don't have a huge tolerance for this. Um, so expect me to be kind of the most scared. And so therefore, my first and favorite Halloween slash scary movie is Hocus Pocus circa 1993. Yeah, Let's go. 
Hard fuck scary. yeah. Like, even for kids, like, well, I just watched it the other night. There are parts of it where I'm like, damn, dude, that was actually kind of, like, fucked up. I absolutely agree. I think the eye in the book is still scary. I watched it the other night, and I was, I was so very happy. Like, it's Hocus Pocus is, like, the quintessential Halloween movie of our generation. I agree. Like, there are scary parts, but it's also just this amazing comedy, and obviously that works better for me um it's just really something i prefer i also have a soft spot for this and this continues to come up because it continues to be the setting of many a great and also terrible film because pete's dragon but i am a new englander and movies that take place in new england are like that was cool for me especially as a kid you know because it is is that really what new england is like though like yes really that's what it looks like i have to know it's what it looks like. It's what it feels like. It like New England has an aura about it, especially New England in the fall. And I live in Colorado now. And I thought when I moved here, oh, it'll be great. It'll be like home. I'll be. It'll be like the fall again. It's no. nothing like it. Nothing like it. So yeah, New England really is like this. And my mom used to take us to Salem, Massachusetts, every year because it was only an hour or two away. It wasn't far to go to Salem. That's and so we cool. would. We would go every Halloween day. She would pull us out of school and we would go with my sister and with my best friend growing up, Erin, the one who introduced me to, to Star Wars and was my, my Lord of the Rings nerd friend. Oh, and yeah. yeah, and we would go every year to Salem for Halloween and we'd go see the witches ball and all the real witches come to the ball at the Hawthorne Hotel, which is in like the square. Like it's just, it's awesome. And Halloween in Salem is fucking sick. Halloween day in Salem, Massachusetts is sick. <laughs> I was hoping like, while I was rewatching this, and I really was hoping that they like the way that they treat it in class when she's telling the story of the Sanderson sisters. I really hope I was like hoping that that's how they treat it for real in Salem. It pretty much is. Oh, like if you're in high so school badass. in Salem, that's what it looks like. Yeah. That's so badass. And it's so, it's so cool and it's scary and it's great and I love it. And it's just the best Halloween movie ever and it's my favorite thing. And um, I really like, I think it's scary when um, when he lights the candle and the witches first come back, the Sanderson sisters first come back. Oh. It's like, and, and like the little girls like pretending to be a witch. And But I think it's really funny that like Max's virginity causes all of this to happen. Yeah. And I love that that keeps coming up. Like, was that a serious, like, thing in the 90s that, like, dudes in high school just weren't virgins? Like, I don't, I wasn't in high school in the 90s. I don't know if that was, like, a constant joke. I mean, I think it's just always a thing in all of, uh, I don't know, like, Lauren's stuff. It's like, you need so many virgins for the... Like, virgin's blood or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just, like, keeps coming up. And, like, had he not been a virgin, he probably wouldn't have felt the need to show off and light the candle to begin with. Like, none of this would have happened if he wasn't a virgin. Not a chance in hell. Um, So I really like that. And then, uh, and, and fucking Bette Midler, man. How could you not? For real. Yeah. She really I, sells the movie. She does. I mean, she and really voice, is a queen. She's amazing, dude. She's so awesome. And I've got to, I'll put a spell on you. Oh, it's God, I love that song. Fantastic. So Such good. a banger. And this may be Sarah Jessica Parker's best work. Just I agree. 100%. <laughs> I am behind you 100% on that. Even though she does have a cameo in her, one of her earliest pictures is a, one of my favorite very classic Disney movies, which we did not cover on the timeline. And I'm very sorry for anybody else that loved this movie. 
um, is a movie called Flight of the Navigator. And I'm sorry, what? <laughs> have you never heard of this movie? There's nah, like, dude. Dude, it's on it's on Disney Plus and you need to watch it. It's fucking amazing. <sighs> I, I can almost guarantee you it's Sarah Jessica Parker's first movie. I'm not gonna tell you anything about it. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you anything about it. Um, I'm I'm most excited that they're all coming back for a sequel. And I so I I thought about this and I want everybody's take because this was in a rewatch. My two biggest takeaways from Hocus Pocus were one, this is fucking dope. And two, they should do this every 30 years. I hope we get another Hocus Pocus in 2055. Honest to God, like it's the story lends itself to that so well. There's the whole de-aging thing in the plot line, which like by 2055, we'll probably just be able to remake Bette Midler via CG. Oh, yeah. She won't even need to exist anymore. She goes, you won't at that point. I'm going to tell you why from my, and I'll let them answer too, but I'm going to tell you why uh, I don't want them to do that. And it makes it so similar to it. It makes it so similar to it. It makes it similar to um, Army of the Dead or stuff like that. Like it comes back every 27 years. It makes it similar to Jeepers Creepers. The guy wakes up every. Okay, don't I don't want to talk about that movie. Are you for? I don't, real? Dude, I I don't like that. That scares the fuck out of me. I don't like Jeepers. that movie. Don't like that. <laughs> no, please don't. No, no, no. Oh, oh my god, I'm not gonna sleep. You just ruined my weekend. I shit you not. That movie scared the fuck out of me. Well, here's what's so annoying about those movies: is the first one is genuinely scary, and then the second one is like a horror action movie. You're out of your goddamn mind if you think I went back to see the second one of those. Action. Yeah, it was just like a creature feature action movie. I just remember the bus driver getting killed in that movie in the second one. He just fucking swoops down and grabs her and dips. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That movie was the end of the line in horror for me. That honestly was my it's over moment. That and Saw where I was like, I can't. This is not scary. Jeepers Creepers, Saw, Saw was, was just good, too much. But not scary. So like, Saw was great, but not scary. That was yeah. like psychological. I'm going to say a thing. controversial opinion right here. Saw 2 is the best Saw. That's not controversial at all. I'd oh, say that's no, everybody, Saw 2 is really good. says the third one is the best. The third I can't really believe you put too. any of this in my brain. We weren't going to talk about those two movies at all. It would scare me. <laughs> there is no warning on this fucking episode. That says we can't. There are oh movies. My God. However, and I know it'll come up, but there is one movie that is off limits for me. I'm pretty sure Andrew knows what it is, but there's one movie that is oh, off I do. limits for me. Yeah, I'm not. If it comes up, I swear to God, I will walk out of my office. I kind of um, want to know what it I'll is. I'll be a good boy. No, Andrew will end up telling you. Don't even worry about no, it. No, no, no. I'll be a good boy. <laughs> and you tell us if we promise not to talk about it now. Yes, and I'll when I get to my movies, I'll answer. It's my it's my end question. I'll I'll answer it. Movie that still scares the shit out of me. Okay. Well, um, my I believe that we should make another Hocus Pocus because I I like the fish out of water thing. I like I I think all of that worked really well, and I feel like at least, at least this sequel makes a lot of sense. Um, this one coming up, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. And the the original really does set up a sequel because the book opens his eyes again, and the book only answers to to Winifred. So there's something going on there. Yeah, and the only reason I say every thirty years is because that's how the cultural nostalgia cycle works. That's why we're getting it now. It's been thirty years, that's right? That's the whole, like yeah, and, I can find that. But nostalgia, but it's like it's not even like all of that. It's that's a common horror trope, trope that i mean yeah. this is 
this movie is it's it's horror light for Disney, really is what it, it is. is. That's true. And it's like it's, it's a common horror trope that evil never dies, truly. Yep. Well I think in regards to like my opinion on that, it's not so much that I don't want a second one, because I do. Like I do think it lends itself open for that. And I do love Hocus Pocus. Like it, I absolutely loved that movie. I remember watching it as a kid. But the thing that I have a problem with is they ruin everything. Like, yeah. so it's but not so much that I don't want it. It's that they're going to ruin it. And I don't want that ruined. Like that's that is cool. a like sacred movie to me in regards to like leading me down the path to Spoopyville because like I am a horror fanatic at this point. True. Like at this point I'm on YouTube looking up like ARGs and like analog horror and being that weird guy watching like French horror films with downloaded subtitles that I had to go find. Like I love horror, <laughs> but they tend to ruin that stuff, man. And I'm just, it's, I'm really afraid that's going to happen to Hocus Pocus. And it would be a huge shame if that happened. It would, um, you know, it just happened with Halloween kills. If I shut your mouth, that I'm not watching that. <laughs> All right, hold on. I do have one Let's, question. No, no, no. Let's pump the brakes. Here's a problem with what I I have a problem with what you just said, Benjamin. Minimum wage. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh shit. What, what was from now on? What was wrong with that movie? I'm cutting Lindsay off because I need to know because this just came out last weekend. And I'm coming Halloween. back to my question though. Yes, please. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Never mind. Fuck you, Ben. I don't want to know. Let's move on. No. So, well, I well no. We're gonna talk about Halloween. So yes, we, we can. Are. We will we get can, there when we get there. I, I will not let you guys forget. No, you're okay. But I will, I'm not gonna forget this question, which is, and I included photos in the notes for anyone who's not familiar with this film. Oh, I know. But are the Sanderson sisters, in fact, based on the evil witches from My Little Pony Smooze, 1986? Because at least a little bit, right? They kind of do look like them. And they Although, act the same. Like their hierarchy is the same. Their personalities are the same. Like look up, if, listeners, look up My Little Pony Smooze Witches. I swear to God, it's the same people. First of all, what is a smooze? Two out of three well, look exactly the same. I know. The only one who doesn't is Sarah. Right? Yeah, but she's also like tall and skinny. And yeah, she has red hair instead of blonde. But honestly, yeah. that's like the only difference. Her character is the same. She's like the vain one. And the short one is like the doofy one. Exactly like in like their personalities match. And the one who's in charge is the one who looks like Bette Midler. And all the shit they do is like exactly the same. And kind of amazing to answer your question, Scott, because I think it's important. Smooze is an evil purple goo that takes over Ponyland or wherever the fuck they live and causes all kinds of mayhem. I could not be is. further from being a brony than I am right now. So you're, this is 1980s yeah. My Little Pony. And they're like, it really wasn't about it was just They're it just OG was on TV. I mean, it's not it just everybody was a brony in 1986, dude. It was like every kid in 1980 something was watching this and Transformers and all the other hey, shit. My Little Pony was, I was out. Yeah. I wasn't. 1988, let's go. I w also wasn't born in 1986, but I was. I did have the My Little Pony smooth on VHS my whole childhood. Um, so I guess those are... any. What do we have for closing thoughts on uh, so Hocus Pocus? My only thought with this is I think the reason this movie works so well is while the Sanderson sisters are like a legitimate threat 
and they are like dangerous and shit. The fact that they actually do act like sisters and they are also just like regular people. Like when fuck <laughs> when they're she's idiots. like I mean yeah, they're they're idiots. Like she's she's like, I'm gonna get that boy for calling me. Oh, I'm not gonna say it. And then Sarah goes, ugly, and then she just starts crying. So dramatically. Dude, that shit just cracks me up because I'm like, this is exactly like how it would really go down. Oh like it, it they really wouldn't just is. be like, fuck you. Like discount like the initial child murder and stealing souls yeah. and youth, but it's like they really are they're villains, but they're they treat each other as family. Yeah, exactly a hundred percent. Yeah. They're also overacting in the mo like the best overacting the best that has ever been done. Like I honestly think this could be the best example of it ever. It is so funny. Like, it just, at no point does it take me out of the movie. Like, yeah. they feel totally real the whole way through. Which is why I think this will work through. I'm like, they could just continue to do this into the 20, like, 80s. I'd be so happy. Yeah. I... And honestly, Binks is just the best cat. Like, oh, I mean, he's a cat, but still, like, he's just incredible. I had a black cat growing up, and I wanted to name him Binks, but my sisters vetoed me on it. Oh, that is that's, fucked up, dude. Yeah, that's a brilliant black cat name. I have two black cats, and neither of them is named Binks. And now I'm thinking, does anyone want a you name change at age 11? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, you're different now. <laughs> you know, changes. <laughs> New collars. Oh, my God. All um, right. Anything well, else closing on Hocus Pocus? One more. One more opinion with Hocus Pocus. You guys were talking about I'll put a spell on you earlier. I'm going to throw out a controversial opinion there here and say that my favorite song was actually Sarah Jessica Parker's singing. Come little children. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ooh, that was, I, that was really I good. Along to that as a kid, like nonstop. I forgot about that until literally just now. She sings two lines and it's still so fucking cool. It's so good. It is good. It's, it's very good. And I was listening to it because I did rewatch this movie. As as I will disclose as we go forward, many of these movies I did not have uh, didn't have it in me to watch again. <laughs> but um, I'm proud of you for actually trying. Though. I got through a few of them. I did an okay job. I only was up a few nights. This has been a rough week. Um, but no, come little children is good, and I believe it to be Sarah Jessica Parker. It's obviously auto tuned, and it's supposed to sound auto tuned because it has like a magical quality to it. So they give it. Oh like yeah, a it's got walk, the echo right? and shit. Yeah, yeah. So which is song. And oh, Lindsay, totally. I think I figured it out. This song huh. might be my uh, the origin of my love for blondes. <laughs> oh damn! Here we go. Oh, this is pervasive. This is something we're going to hear about a lot from Ben. Hell yeah! Let's go. Dude. <laughs> Oh, dude. Okay, so that actually perfectly leads us right into Lindsay's second movie because the first victim is a blonde. Yeah. Um, isn't it Sarah Michelle no, Geller? Oh, Drew Barrymore. No, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, my bad. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller's in one of these. She's in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. This movie is Scream. And I did not um I didn't have the clit to rewatch Scream, guys. I didn't do it. Oh, <laughs> also, that was Probably the greatest way you could have worded that. Yep. <laughs> okay, we're going to start this off with an immediate act of heresy, and I'm going to say that I have not seen Scream. Really? No. So are I, you secretly not a millennial? What happened? No, it just... <laughs> I, I kind of didn't 
get to it. Like it was just not like, so I, I'm not going to get into how I started my horror journey yet because that's a conversation for later, but I kind of jumped past scream. Cause like it, it just wasn't like the slasher for me. Like I just didn't end up watching it. Like I watched the, you know, the ring and the, you know, grudge and all that shit, but I just never ended up watching scream. Like I just never got around to it. And here I am at 30 and God, I'm old. And I just, you're not that old. I well, no, I'm not that old, but you get the point. But like, I just have no desire to watch it. And I know I need to, because it is one of those movies that is like definitive horror, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I get that. I mean, I eventually watched it, but I did not watch it when it was current at all. And Lindsay, you're going to, you're probably going to die a little inside when I say this. But I saw Scary Movie before Scream. And that is what made me go back and watch it was like, I should probably watch what this is based on. So Scream um, is like one of the, it's the only... It is the only movie that I didn't put the date on. Let me look this up real quick because I have a little bit. Is it 96? Of a theory. It is 96. Pretty sure it's 96, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Wow. Scott and MJ. Not you, Scott. Scott Warner, who raised me, made poor choices because I thought this was going to have come out a little bit later. And I was about to say, Andrew, if you're 30, then I get why you might you might have been able to miss this. Because I was like, how did you miss it? When it came out, it was everything. Because I was doing the same thing as you. I was like watching all the old horror. And then Scream came out. And I was like, oh, my God, fuck yes. This is like... And I, I talk about this um, in the section where we're going to talk with Matt later, which we've pre-recorded. So I won't go into it too much here. But it was like the first trope that I understood. Like, I was like, oh, I get that, because I went to the theaters and saw it. And I was going to say, you know, I was like 12 or 13 when Scream came out, and it was like the whole thing. We were in middle school, and we all went to see it. I was nine. So, good job, Mom and Dad, because we did see that in theaters. That was a whole thing that we were, like, part of the zeitgeist for. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's how I don't know how I missed this, is because... You're younger than me, No, or you're you're older. I missed it when it was current, but my mom was taking me to see stuff like Turbulence and Air Force One, which yeah, diverging a little bit, but they're like extremely violent movies, and I don't know how I did that. I can't believe that I saw this in theaters because I did. Like I remember us going. This was like a whole thing. This, and I know what she did last summer, and that's like one of the reasons that I love it is because at the time I was like super into watching like you know all the like children of the corn and the omen and like all the Halloween and nightmare on Elm street. Yeah. All of those things. And then we were like, Oh my God. Yes. Scream. This is so great. And we saw all the screams and I'm like, Oh my God, I wasn't nine when this came out. Jesus. So anyway, good job, mom and dad. Um, But that's why I really liked it. It was the first movie that I could go and see and be like, I recognize that trope, you know, like, and feel kind of part of something, part of like a, Like a fan community, like I remember like, that feeling. I am feeling. one of you now. I I know. Yeah. I get that, and that's kind of how I felt when, like in like the freshman year of high school, I think it was when my friends and I went to a midnight showing of Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that's cool. Oh man, that movie! <laughs> I remember that watching movie. that on VHS. 
that movie was something else but like i i distinctly remember like the line was around like the theater for like the midnight showing and everything and we originally had showed up to see something else that got sold out and we're like all right well, let's just go see this freddy versus jason then like i knew i watched i love both series turned out to be like something we did on a whim but i mean it honestly felt like it was like a little bit of like a horror cultural phenomenon because there was like this big brouhaha around like these two horror icons going at it well so when did that come out because i Hold think on, that... okay no no sorry i thought i had a thought and then i was like no never mind it went away no, I just lost it. I did. Yeah. I he lost a few brain cells. I had a thought, and was, I was about to say, was yeah, ignore me. 2003, Lindsay. Okay, yeah, yeah so there was this whole run, you know, like, we're looking at, like, 96 Scream came out 2003. They had Freddy versus Jason. Like, there was, like, this horror sort of resurgence in the late well, yeah, 90s. Yeah, because right after Freddy versus Jason, they were, like, trying to do, like, Michael Myers versus Ghostface or him versus Pinhead or something. They were trying to see what else they... And do, yeah, and Ring came out right around then too. Wasn't that like O two? Yeah, Ring was two thousand two. Yeah, it was all. It was there was a whole massive time for horror then, and that's when I was in late ele late elementary. I fucking guess. I thought I was. I would have said all of that happened when I was in middle school. It turns out I was nine, but nine through middle school, I guess. But um, yeah, there was like a whole resurgence then, where all this stuff was coming out, and they started having these tropey ones that were. Like kind of like because Scream is, it is a slasher film, but it's also a little bit of a parody of itself, right? Like well, it's it knows what it is. Like right. it doesn't take a lot of that stuff seriously. Like, dude, he snuck into the theater and killed the guy through the the bathroom stall, and then just went <laughs> into the fucking theater and killed the girlfriend too. Like, come on. And like, isn't there in one of them, maybe in one of the sequels where somebody dies because she gets stuck in the dog door trying to get out of the garage? That was, you know, that the, garage the first door? one. That's in the first one. And it's the That's girl in the closet and she tries to get out and he pushes the garage door up and she, it basically breaks her neck. That's right. And it's, oh, what's her I name? I forgot uh, about that one. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Oh my God. So it was. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Some of these were like star-studded. Like it's uh it's Ryan Philippe, isn't it? That's in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. He, like he and Sarah Michelle Geller are both in that and uh oh my god, what's it called? The one that's like what? way too racy. I love I know he did last summer and I still know their deaths last were like I still summer. know. <laughs> That I I love that when it came out, it cracked me up, and I I enjoyed all the sequels, even though I know they were kind of trash. But um, the first one was great, yeah. though. The first one was great, and Sarah Michelle Gellar's character in that was like the epitome of the '90s, you know, yeah. female victim that you hope is going to get away, and she's like very, very nearly there, and then the killer gets her she, right at the end. Yeah, yeah. she runs right into uh, the marching band, right? Yeah, it's like it's right yeah. before the marching band is when he catches her and like her screams are drowned out by the fireworks. And yeah, damn it, dude. I loved that movie. And also I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which Scott Loki. I'm like plotting how I'm going to put that into the timeline just for the record, because it's Go for it. I'm going <laughs> to like yeah, I'm, Buffy I'm... was great. And out of 
out of respect, even though spoilers are fair game, I'm going to avoid talking about my favorite plot line. Dude, spoil the fuck out of Buffy. That show's been off there for for 20 years. That show's been out for forever. All right, well, my favorite, like, little arc was when she dies and then comes back and she has, like, that little heart-to-heart with Hope uh, and saying, like, it's all about, like, like, oh, you know, I I was lost in a black void and then I heard your voice. And then she's Which like, Which one was Hope? Was Hope her fake sister? Her, sister, her real sister. Her fucking stupid. Oh, and right. End, and like, she's telling like one of her, other, like one of her, the other people on her team at the end, she's like, Yeah, she's like, I was like in heaven, basically. Like, it was like white yeah. light, perfect. Like, mm-hmm. I was happy. And then you guys yanked me back. They fucked her over. And I then they hope. had the musical episode where she processed that. Why does every show have to have a musical episode now? Because they're great. Because Buffy did it. Well, okay, no. Do you know what? That's right about The Flash. You're right. And thank you for bringing up The Flash. The only show, Lindsay, that I'll say well, uh, musical episode <laughs> has been The Magicians. Yeah, The Magicians has some dope musical episodes. They do one every season. Um, what I will say, a final note on Buffy, and then we can do kind of final notes on Scream. Um, some of the scariest shit out there is the episode Hush. In Buffy, so as far as oh, horror stuff goes, that. that's good. That's a great forty-five minutes of television right there. For like a millisecond, I was like, "Dude, what, Batman? What the hell?" I know. And like, yeah, I know I Scott's like, gonna get this. I was like, Let's "I was like, hell yeah!" One of the greatest Batman arcs of of, of all time, dude. Yeah, that so, and one for, episode. Of shout TV. out to everybody who understands that. Like, dude, Hush is the best. I definitely was thinking of Buffy, but but also I'm sure Batman. Is that not what they're doing for the Batman movie? No, the Who Batman villain knows? is Penguin, Catwoman, and the Riddler. But this one, See, the Riddler is like a serial killer. Here's my problem: is what? you just said the Batman villain and then listed fucking four different things. That doesn't bode well, Warner Brothers. Well, okay, so Colin Farrell I they is were playing... doing Hush. No, I wish they were. That'd be fucking awesome. Um, Colin Farrell is playing Penguin. No one knows who the Riddler is, and if they do by now, I just haven't been keeping up. Um, and Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle. I saw we that. can't stay on this for a long time, but literally, the only comment I have is as like a car nerd, holy fuck, the new Batmobile! Oh, dude, like his Batmobile is lit as fuck. I, I am like, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the Tumblr, but like, dude the new Batmobile is like, that is the one I want. Like mm-hmm. that is the one I would be like, see on the street and yep. just be seriously tempted to pull some GTA shit. But like, that's, that's the only comment I have. Blake, on Blake, Blake. Also the other Batmobile from the flash trailer <laughs> that we didn't actually the see, but we're going to see it. Yeah. The OG, like uh, the, Keaton, okay, the eight, the 1989 also, plug for this podcast uh the batmobile now batman 1989 is going to come up on the timeline like days before the batman comes out Mm -hmm. so we will be reviewing that right before the batman which is cool anyway um does anyone have a final thought on scream and then i'll tell you what the worst movie of all time is and we'll move into the next notes i'll tell you honestly like my final thought on scream is there were too many it didn't need a show um i am actually kind of excited about the remake because it brings things like into <clears throat> real life. And I think the scariest thing about Scream was that it it was just something that could happen. It was just this right. random guy that went around killing people. Obviously, there's like 
he moves really fast and he can't be heard and shit like that, like every scary movie trope. But <clears throat> the trailer for the new movie, the fact that he's using the app to unlock the doors in her house is legitimately terrifying. Okay, so I haven't watched that trailer on account of I'm probably too scared to watch that movie, but uh, that sounds like some you shit on Netflix. And that's yeah, like I the thought real that was shit. actually like really intelligent. Like they're trying yeah. to keep it modern and updated and uh, it's like it's in the same scene in the trailer where they have a thing where like the girl's like, how do you even know I have a landline? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. She's texting her friend and she's like, wait, how do you know I have a, a landline? And then she's like, this is not Amber. Like, I don't want to watch this now. Fucking wild. No, it, lo- it, it does look good. And the, the main girl, Lindsay, the girl I kind of passed in the torch to is, what's her name? Melissa Barrera from In the Heights. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I have a, a spoilery prediction about this one based on a scene, like a brief snippet in the trailer, too. I think uh, Officer What's-His-Face is going to die. Yeah, there, there. you see like a brief scene of like Gail and Sydney looking really, really distraught. Yeah. They're bringing back the original cast. They're both, yeah, all three of them like are back. The, the three of them, yeah. Oh Sydney, Sydney, Dewey, and Gail are back. And Dewey. there's like... Oh, that's right. <laughs> is one of them Courtney Cox? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Gail. So it's excellent. Oh, I didn't remember her name. I know Sydney is... is... Yeah, there, there's like a scene <laughs> in the trailer where he, like he, Dewey, confronts them in... It's like a school uh, Confronts the killer in like a, a high school hallway. And then the ne- it cuts to like... Sydney and Gail like looking really distraught. So I'm like, I'm 99% yeah. sure he dies. I'd be willing to bet he dies. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have to watch he got shit. fucked up in the second one. Yeah, he did. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to know what your worst scary movie of all time is. The worst scary movie of Wait, all time. How, do you, how are you quantifying worst? Like it was dumb or like it was so bad you wouldn't watch it again? Like I hate it with the power of a thousand suns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bring it. <laughs> um, is scary movie and i know that that's not oh really God. supposed to be scary i understand that it's probably technically a comedy i don't care it's in the title it's it so is, yeah. bad it's so Dude. fucking bad and the thing is the concept of and there was like a whole that was when all the spoof movies were coming out though. yeah yeah there was like a whole litany of this shit and the concept of the spoof movie is not terrible as evidenced by the success of like the office for instance Mm -hmm. like meta comedy parody shit works but this was dog shit so i feel like this is something that like if if they announced that they were redoing it i almost wouldn't be mad i almost am like Somebody with like a modicum of talent could make this not terrible. This actually could have been good, but I feel like I need to speak to that. And I, with that, I need to give a shout out to my sister because my sister and I fucking dude, I haven't the third one isn't rated R because the Wayans brothers weren't in it or they weren't a part of it. That's what made the first two. That was the signs one. Is that really who made them? Because I like feel like the Wayans brothers. Yeah, they did the first two. They did the first two. So bad. Scott, was that that the third one? The the signs knockoff? Yeah, the signs in the ring one. Yeah, that's the one where all the jokes about Kevin Hart and being like an idiot and shit come back. And then they randomly throw an eight mile reference into it. Oh, yeah, with uh, what's his name singing the song. Yeah. 
Why do you dress struck back or whatever the fuck he says? They call him Wonder Bread. <laughs> Dude, the movie is so funny. <clears throat> but so do you nah. guys liked it? Like, do you I love the it? third one. Because the third one, so PG-13 movies are allowed to use the F word one time. And right. Scary Movie 3 uses it fucking perfectly. It's when she goes and visits her friend Brenda, who's apparently now a kindergarten teacher. Oh, and she's, God. <laughs> she's yeah. like, I got to get out of here. And so Sydney runs out of the room or Cindy runs out of the room and then the door shuts. And then there's for no reason at all. It's like a four second pause on the door. And then just a fuckload of crayons get thrown at the door. Like for no reason. There's no explanation. Just a bunch just of crayons get thrown it. at the door. Right. Have, have you not seen Scary Movie 3, Lindsay? I doubt it because the I think oh I might God. have seen the first two. Okay, but like, you have to. Please like, uh, watch it. It's like, so they, funny. They do it's so stupid. They parody the Matrix in this too. They have like a Matrix. Oh, with Queen Latifah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Matrix isn't exactly my favorite thing. Yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> Matrix isn't. I don't jump up and down about the Matrix, but uh, I just, I just think it's like I feel like they could do this smarter. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I really don't like the low-hanging fruit. Like, it's just the stupidest comedy in the world. Ripping on stuff that, like, could be funny. Like, the horror tropes. That You could do something with that. But they just did it so... It was just so dumb. So, if there was, a, the, I think, the worst one and one that I would like to see remade, it would be that. I would like to see them do that I think that's better. really funny that that's your choice. Because, like... Immediately. I didn't even have to think actually, about it. I have a question for Scott and Andrew now. Yeah. Was that did you guys see the lesser known knockoff a scary movie? The it's called Shriek if you know what I did last Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking. I don't remember a lot about it, but I do know that I've seen it. I don't I've seen it, but I literally it, remember but... nothing. Like <laughs> exactly. I think it just got deleted from my brain. It was one of those things like I've seen disaster movie and superhero movie too, but I couldn't tell you shit about them. No, same thing. I'm I right haven't seen those. You. Actually, that's not true. Superhero movie is the one with uh, Josh Bell or Drake Bell, and he gets like dragonfly powers, and he can ca- he can catch nails from fire from the nail gun, and he's like that, and he's like, oh, it's really not that hard. And Kevin Hart's hand is just on the counter, and the grandpa turns around and fucking just shoots his hand with the nail gun. He's like, nope, don't think so. <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious to me. But oh my god! I'm gonna tell you right now what is not hilarious to me is literally all three of Andrew's picks. I know, um, right? I'm like, and if you ooh. wanted something light and fun, folks, that's the end. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're out of this. We're we're, and I mean this as one of mine are double light and fun. Well, yeah, okay, so one of them might be 28. Yeah, one of Scott's is fun too. Zero of Andrew's are though, so yeah, this will be the darkest Andrew. section. And I'm gonna darkest let timeline. Just, just take us down this road. Okay, so here's where we're going to start off, and I'm going to just spin you a line here. I'm going to tell you a story, okay? Now, picture yourself as a young whatever you identify as, okay? As a young child, you are 11, okay? You're with a bunch of your friends, and you're going to watch a movie, okay? It's the 90s. You don't know... Well, let's say it's the early thousands. You don't know, you know, the internet's not really a thing. You're not really on there all that much, you know, and all your friends are saying, oh yeah, this is real. This is real. And suddenly comes 
the Blair Witch Project. And (laughs) that movie ruined me because here, here is the further explanation. Not only are you watching the Blair Witch Project with all your friends, but the next day you're about to go camping for two weeks. And oh boy, that's what I call full immersion. That was a nightmare in every sense of the word because oh my god i have never been more scared we so so what we were doing is we're going to scout camp and our scout troop was like we were like posting guards and shit like it was (laughs) we were so terrified like we were doing like rotation sleeping for the first couple days dude i get why though i'm sorry to interrupt you but i'm like immediately just to put context around this film this came out in 1999 which means and i watched it in 01 yeah so i was 12 but if you watched it in 01 like you would have been reasonably young so no i was so it was at the so it was either 01 or 02 again i talked about this in the hobbit episode but for unspecified reasons i have problem with time frames but what happened was we ended up watching it and at this point for people who aren't like older when the blair witch project came out there was so much talk about it being real the most recent thing i can think of that had that kind of talk around it was the fourth kind but it, it was nothing compared to the Blair Witch Project. Like people genuinely believe this is this was real. We didn't and, understand enough about the internet to know that it wasn't. But it the wasn't even was just so, that. We had no way of of confirming whether it was or not, though. Like we there didn't was, have the internet like we have it today. There's no like information literacy. It was like it was online. It was the first movie and to it put, wasn't like, an online campaign. It yeah. wasn't more than that though, it, because there was no found footage before the Blair Witch Project. Right. Now, there technically there were, was found footage before the Blair Witch Project. There that was a an idea that had happened a few times before, but nothing like the Blair Witch Project and nothing even remotely with as much exposure. It was there is a kind of visceral horror that you get from the Blair Witch Project. Now, maybe not so much modern days, but that is just so unbelievably terrifying. And the thing, and even to this day, this has stuck with me. Like I, the scariest thing for me, the shit, the shit that I like will watch late at night and like gives me the, you know, goosebumps is analog the horror and the GBs indeed. And, uh, <laughs> like if you're not familiar with analog horror, I would suggest anyone who is listening. That is a, um, horror fan to go on YouTube and look up the channel local 58 yep. and then just watch that, that I watched one of those videos you sent me by the way. Do you yeah. And it is, I, I absolutely love analog horror to this day. And it's almost entirely from the Blair witch project. It is, I think the biggest thing about that movie for me is it wasn't the first horror movie I watched. The first horror movie I watched will, you know what? Actually, we're going to get into that a little later. But the it, it wasn't the first horror movie I watched, but it was the first one that like genuinely scared the shit out of me. 
And this, that kind of visceral feeling where you are just absolutely terrified, that shit sticks with you. And it just, it sent me down the horror movie path. It didn't start me there, but it really got me going. And I think the biggest thing about that movie and the reason it stuck with me and I still love that movie to this day, and I do believe it holds up and I will fight anybody who disagrees, but like it, the ending is really what stuck with me. There is no resolution. There is no, there's no, the, you know, you see a hand or any like, you know, big crazy thing like that. It's just the camera falls. He's standing in the corner and then it ends. Fuck you. It's over. Oh my God. I'd forgotten that. And it like, I remember all of us were sitting around. There was like six or seven boys. We were all sitting around and then it ended and we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cause you expect there to be like this big showdown at the ending. You expect there to be this like big thing. And then it's just, no, they lose. Well, that's it. It was really subversive for the time though, which was great. Hugely. I I cannot tell you how important that movie is to me. Well, I think, I think part of the reason that it, that people did genuinely think that this was real when it came out, which like to our younger audience, that probably sounds insane. Right. But because of that ending, yeah, yeah. Like, and because of the ending, like it didn't have it, they really made it out. Like this was somebody's camcorder that they found in the woods. I will say full on. I'll put my hand up right now and say I'm one of the people that fell for it. Oh, I, I yeah, did. 100%. Me too. Yeah, I, I think we all did. I, I did not. F- when I saw it. Yeah, I, I didn't figure time, out that the Blair Witch Project wasn't real until I was like 16. Yeah. Like there was, yeah. there was just no, like it was yeah. just assumed. And so we. It was almost like uh, the realization that wrestling is fake. I mean, no, it's one I, of the I, first. No, like, yeah. In reverse. It's one of the first lies told by the internet, you know, like told on a really mm-hmm. grand scale, which now, of yep. course, we see all the time and it invades like important shit. The dress but at was the black time, and blue. Yeah, we fuck off. Gold or but blue. It, the dress was, I cannot remember what color the dress was. It doesn't matter. The point confirmed. is. But this was the first like really big lie because they told us that it was real. That's why everyone believed it was it was on the internet, which in 1999 yeah. it was like, well, that means it's real, right? You can't lie. On the why internet. would anyone lie on the internet? Well, the internet yeah. In 1980, what 1999 was freaking AOL. You're signing on and yeah, going to your dial-up forums. You literally couldn't take a call to find out information. Yeah, get off the, the phone. I want to get on the computer. Yeah. Like, right? You yeah. get kicked off of Internet Explorer because your mom took a phone call. I you just... Your grandma when she tried to call because when she answered, she's like... Those were oh, the days. God. Yeah, it was awesome. But, like, no, I remember um, looking at the website. They we, lo- we went on and we looked at the website, like, after we got back because... The whole time, my friend was like, it's real, it's real. And then we were like, no, you know, you're full of shit. And then you we... come down out of that scare high and you're like... Yeah, exactly. And then we got back and we saw the website and we were like, holy shit, it's real. And I was... For context, I was also very religious at the time. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, it's a demon. Demons are real. Like, and I am all of, like, 11. And it was just... 
so terrifying and it stuck with me and it was just this background thing that I just, everybody assumed was real. And, you know, I mean, given we were kids, I, I'm sure the, you know, 30, 40 year olds are all like, Oh, that was pretty neat. But like, you know, to the kids at the time, there was no one who, you know, could accurately explain that it wasn't real. Everybody just assumed it was. And I think, I think that movie really stuck with me. I mean, it's, I would not say that the horror stuck with me so much now, but the experience was so fundamental to my, you know, path down horror that it's just indispensable. And I mean, that's how it was with Halloween. Like the Halloween was, well, it wasn't the first scary movie I saw. The first scary movie I saw was, uh, the exorcist. Thanks mom. Oh my god, that's not on the list. Thank God, it's so scary. It's, it'll be on my. It'll be on my mom's. Don't even ah, worry about it. Yeah, that was traumatizing. Shit. Well, no, like that's that. I mean, I was kind of like gonna wait until later to talk about that, but that was the movie that put me down the path was Halloween. My mm-hmm. mom showed me Halloween um, when I was a kid, and that was like the first one that really kind of got me into horror. And then the Blair witch project was like the one that set me in it. Like, Oh, this is what I want because I there's like, okay, I'm a big movie nerd. And I assume that everybody's going to realize that me being here, but like there is, I've produced, I've produced music videos. I produce short films. I'm not by any means like a film guy, but I have done that a few times. I have a few credits and I, I don't think anything to me still gives me that same like visceral, holy shit feeling like horror does. Horror That's just weird. is its own. It's very rare now that a really good horror movie comes out, but when it does, it just is its own thing and it puts you in this place and a lot of people don't like it. And that's fine. I completely understand, but like a really good horror is one of the few things that completely pulls me out of reality. I am not watching a movie. I am in there. I am terrified. I am in there with them. And I I can't look away, right? Like you're so like, I, I even, and I, this is, I'm like the least big fan here and that's, even I can get with that, like uh, a quiet place, for instance. I really like. Like, there's oh, a been a great movie. It's not on the list for a fucking unknown reason, so I am bringing it up just for the record that that's a great movie. I feel like and it's like a feature feature. I don't know how well. No, but it's also so suspenseful. Oh it's yeah, great. I know. Like, dude, one of my movies is a creature feature. Like, yeah, man. I think. Well, it's I'd more... say the closest thing I'd relate a quiet a quiet place to would be like The Mist. And yeah. both of them, okay. I okay. absolutely love. And the mist almost went on my list. Like it is, this is still horror. It, it is so. Oh, yeah. It was like I a love... millimeter from going on my list just because of the ending was so yep. incredible. I love like, the mist, and I'm going to throw a, a controversial opinion out there, but I hated the ending compared to the book. Yeah. So, like, no, the I, book's I, ending I felt like, was I felt great. The book's ending was like so much more depressing and downtrodden. Than the movie but, was like, yeah, he loses. He in the movie, yes, he loses his he loses his kid. He loses everyone around him, and they were about to be saved. But like, that's the caveat there for me is that they were about to be saved. There is an end to this. Like the book, 
makes it clear that like there's no end. The fog has spread. It just goes everywhere. Far yeah. beyond where they're at now. Like the world is legitimately fucked in the book. But like so the story goes that did really poorly with test audiences. And that isn't that what happened? Mm-hmm. So well, I think even are, Stephen like, King said he that. liked the movie ending better. If he I liked it because he, no, you're he no, liked. you're right. He did say he liked it, and I respect him for that. But mm-hmm. I just I felt like the book ending was like so much more depressing. Like knowing that, yeah, maybe you have your loved ones with you, but you're you're on you're, you're on a clock on there. Yeah. No, but like, okay, how dark can I get? It's the Halloween the episode. Halloween episode, bro. Okay, but I'm gonna get like really dark. So, like, is that okay? I mean, yeah. Okay, so, like... I'll stop you if it genuinely it, gets... So, the mist... I'll stop you. The, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. the ending <laughs> of the mist is kind of, like, the reason that it fucked me up so much is it's kind of how I feel about, like, if there is a nuke coming, right? So, like, if I am... Let's say, like, you're, a nuke goes off, right? And you know you've been exposed to a huge amount of radiation, Right. You are going to die. There's nothing they can, there's nothing you can do. Like I have, I'm getting, I, I, I'm just for context, I'm getting a degree, a degree in uh, emergency management and Homeland security. So like, I am really big into this kind of stuff. You, once you've received a certain dose of radiation, there's nothing they can do for you. You, you, they can make you kind of comfortable, but it's a horrifying way to die. No, no, no. We all saw it. It's like, yeah. God, that was a good show too. Yeah, we haven't even talked about it. I know it's worse. It It is. It is literally (laughs) worse. Like that's how it is horrifying the way you die from radiation. So it's like, what would I do if I had a family? Would I let them suffer this horrifying death, or would I just be like, okay, you know, go to sleep and then just shoot them and then shoot myself? Because it's it is this inevitability, and I know that is so dark to talk about, but that is the thing about the mist. That's why the mist fucked me up because it's like it is this inevitability of do you want to get eaten by monsters, or do you just want to go quick? See, and it's like, and that is why I love the ending of the mist. That's the best thing about scary about, but like I've only thought about this like through the length of before I had kids but now I'm a parent with two kids and you have me sitting here questioning no, what I would actually do no seriously no that's no, the thing is, that is the part of horror that's what I was just talking about it's that visceral like holy shit what the fuck would I do yeah like um, it is the, oh it's God. one of those few things that lets me sit there and just stare wide-eyed and then it's 3 a.m later that night and I'm staring at the roof like Fuck, what would I do? Okay, like, wait, 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 guys. What would I do Hold as up. a parent? Hang on, this has to get thrown in. I'm sorry. I have to stop everything and just say foreshadowing for some pre recorded things later in the episode. I fucking Requiem for a Dream. Oh We're my gonna God. discuss this at length. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> with Matt yeah, later, com- this exact concept of making a choice. This is what we talk about with Requiem yeah. later, and that's all I'll say because we do talk about it for a while later on. But um, but yeah, funny that that's coming up again because we talked about it when we talked about Requiem. Oh, like an existential crisis for me as a parent, considering it now. Like what? No, it's it is. What would I do? And like that's one of like John Krasinski's death in a quiet yeah. place. Like that it's, was oh my God, interesting dude. thing. Yeah. I would without a doubt like sacrifice myself for either one of my kids. God damn it, dude. Now you have me thinking about this movie. I'm fuck. This movie was so good. Yeah. Dude, dude. It really was. The, I just couldn't put it on my list because the like it uh, now 
it is one of my most appreciated like modern horror that came out of America. Cause I think foreign horror is doing a lot better right now personally, yeah. but like that said, a quiet place was fantastic. So yeah. it's, it absolutely should be shouted out and we're all, it's clear. We're all in agreement here. Oh yeah. The only reason it's not, it's not on any of our lists is because it's not like a fundamental horror film to any of us. I don't think here's the thing. Yeah. So like, it's not because it's not good. It's well, just not it would have been on mine had I gone to three and kind of thought about it. There were a few that I didn't think about mm-hmm. until a little bit later into the process of like getting ready for this episode. So we can yeah. consider it my third because I only had two. That's fine. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll consider that. On so there. I think the thing about you'll notice about like all of my films, and we're actually going to get into this. What would I do thing in all of these? So that's like a fundamental part of like every every horror movie that I like that really well, hold on. Me. Before, before interactive. What that's would what I, I was going to say. Every scary movie that has actually become a a like pop culture icon or like just a legendary scary movie is a scary movie that genuinely makes you think. Like, bro, what would you do if you shot a man out of a fucking balcony? And ran to that balcony to confirm he was dead and couldn't find a body. What movie is that? Halloween. Well, yeah. It's oh, Halloween. I don't like that. Halloween. I didn't rewatch Halloween. That Halloween was no, the first we'll, one. We'll talk about that later. That's yeah. one of the scenes that still legitimately creeps me out about yeah, the dude. end of that movie. That's so, saying, like, the, oh my God. The fog, fucking the Blair Witch Project. Like these movies, you were like, holy shit. Not only is this just like something anyone could experience like obviously we're not going to experience like a quiet place or if we do like that sucks shit but I'm talking <laughs> like, no if you guys if you guys want to actually experience it if you have an xbox playstation pc that can run it they have a blair witch game oh that yeah literally has oh it's like, good that, I enjoy that has it. that decision at the end where it's like what would you do and like that game was great and it literally it, it, it tore me up at the end Oh shit. It's so a running theme in all of my horror movies that I put, these are the, like the movies that fuck with me is what would I do? And moving on to my second idea here is being hunted. So, Oh, my second one here that really stuck with me is uh 28 days later. So, Oh my God. That movie so I am a zombie fanatic still. And sure. I've been yelling at Scott about this for the last like six months. Uh, dude, it's on my list. But, but you, if you Wait, are listening to this and you are a fan, no, 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 no. Fuck the movie. Okay. If you are, if you have seen this, if you like listening to this and you have not read or specifically, in my opinion, listened Listen to, to the, the specifically the audiobook. Uh, of world war z fuck the movie whatever you think about the movie it literally and i mean this in the truest sense of literally has nothing to do with the book mm. there is almost no overlap at all yeah no there so we were talking about 28 days later uh, <laughs> we, we, are, no, no, we are but no, i'm like, just yeah, no, telling war everybody nothing like the book I am telling everybody, read World War Z. It is incredible. If this was about books, it would be number one on my list in regards to horror books. But I wouldn't really consider oh, okay. it horror. Like, but yeah, the book is I great. wouldn't really consider it horror, but it's in, for in regards to the book, but it is unbelievably good. 
for anybody who's into zombies. Unbelievably but, good, and it was like unheard of for like a book to structure itself. No, like and it's so way. believable too. Like the guy interviewed actual politicians to figure out how they would handle stuff like this. They the fa- the fact that the book ended up like getting to the point, and it's not just the book, but it was a bunch of things, but ended up to the point where the CDC has a website on zombies is like so good. But anyways, I, I'm but I digress. I digest. The, Wait, is that a real thing? Is there yes, this is a real thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, look this up as we're speaking, please. But it's Bye. it's kind of a it's kind of a meme, but like still. The I'm looking it up. But the 28 Days Later is another one of those visceral horror movies where it's like you wake up in your city. In in this case, in the book, it's, I mean, not in the book, sorry, in the movie, it's London. But you wake up in a hospital and everything is fucked up and you can't find anybody and the entire city is just destroyed. And then they come. And these zombies to me are what represents the runner in my opinion. Cause I, whereas there's the walking zombie and the running zombie. So when I say the right. runner, I mean like, the running zombie. The first one that like made in my opinion, zombies like. Yes. An actual, like, trope. Yes. And these running zombies are in my opinion, the best represented. So they're not zombies in the traditional sense, in the sense that they do go down with normal bullets. You don't have to shoot them in the head. But I, to give you an idea how this stuck with me, I watched this late at night with my cousin, um, in Nevada. And I, I grew I, I grew up in Phoenix. So like, it's, it's a big city, like, and I back up to a major street. So like, I, there's just always traffic. Like I, every, even three in the morning, every few you know, at least minute there's a car that drives by. So like sound is just kind of a normal thing for me, but in, at my cousin's house, it is just quiet all the time. And it freaked me out so bad that the next day I heard the song, where's the love. If you guys know that song. Oh yeah. And, uh, I can't remember who does it. It's like the, with will I am and Fergie. I can't remember like the name. Black Eyed Peas. And I still get nervous every time I hear that song, just like Pavlovian response. I hear it. And like my stomach gets a little weird and I'm like looking around like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, okay, no, 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 that's not it. It's like, there's this one song I can't listen to because I got into a car accident while I was listening to it and I can't listen to it in the car. It just, I can't do it. But it's the same thing with, um, that song and I don't ever hear it, but like if I ever even hear it like driving by and I just hear it, it just makes me nervous because I so, cause that was the first time I heard that song and I had just seen that movie and it's just so associated that I, it makes me nervous. That is, I, I cannot tell you how much I love that movie. It's shot dirty. It's shot cheap. It's everything is Everything feels like I keep going back to the word visceral because it's just the perfect descriptor. It is dark. It is heavy and it is intense. And I will never forget the feeling of when the dad looks up and that drop of blood goes in his eye. And it really effed me up with this movie. Like you're talking about being, being visceral and everything is lit. Up until this point, all the zombie zombie movies that I've seen have been like, oh, they bite you. 
you're infected. Oh yeah, and you're infected. yada yada. Oh my god! It's yeah. like all of a sudden, like this, they're like pinning you down. They're vomiting on you. They're like spitting blood up like all over you like that i was like i, I don't know why that stood out to me like when i saw it I was like yeah like it's a like hemorrhagic it's so fever and them just biting yeah. you <laughs> they it's are one like one of the first sort of pseudo realistic zombie movies which made it really good right like a la a um the rage uh, virus yeah the rage virus. Thank thing. you. Yeah. What what's the Will Smith movie? I am legend. I am legend. More like yeah, right? Like that's there's kind of the same. It's well, it's that I am legend well, came out later. Book, this not, came but... out. Oh, not in the book, not even close. No, like, I just not, I just mean I just mean zombie <laughs> stuff that like tries to explain the zombie virus in a way that is like almost believable. Like and and Again, how what was it? respond to it in an almost believable way. Right. Like this is one of those first movies. I I didn't see this movie for years after it came out because it, it came out in 2003. And at the time I was working at the movie theater in my little hometown in New Hampshire. I always wanted to work in a movie theater. I'm so jealous. I was working in a theater, like a shitty theater too. Mm-hmm. Like a back in the day, small town. Like this was like the theater that. Hell yeah. I worked in a theater like that. <laughs> Yeah. Like the nobody did. went I there theater. I wanted to do it because I'm like. Dude, it was fun. And it was always it in was. my mind. Like oh, I get to go to like all the midnight showings then. For oh free. yeah. I got to well, see the Dark Knight. For, yeah, for... I saw all of the movies, but 28 Days Later was out when I was working there, and people were scared so shitless, and I was, like, hearing it, you know, because it was, like, the shitty little theater, right? Like, you could, like, hear all the movies from the popcorn stand or whatever. <laughs> like, I was like, no, thank you. That sounded scary as fuck. I saw that years later at home with the lights and- on. I think that was one of the things that stuck with me about like you're saying you can hear it is like one of the things that stuck with me was like it so I'd seen by this point I had seen a fair share. I mean I was still young but I'd seen, you know, a fair share of horror movies, right? But the thing about 28 days later is it's just like sheer raw unadulterated violence. It's not calculated, it's not like you know, a serial killer with a knife that's like hunting you. It's like, which I will get to later, but it's like, no, this is a person ish, you know, but a, a zombie running at you full speed, no weapon, no nothing. Just there. It's only intention is to get you and fuck you up. And like, there's something different about that kind of fear where it's like, you know, there's, there's this ominous fear when it comes to like ghosts and like serial killers and stuff, but there's a different kind of like immediate instant, you know, full flight or, uh, fight response of somebody running at you with no weapon, with just nothing but murderous intent. It's like, that is its own kind of fear. And I think it triggers that, like, this my lizard brain is what I like to call it. Like that part in the back of my head. <laughs> that's like running at you with no weapon, but they yeah, no, like this, anything. Exactly. Like this, you are being hunted in not a calculated way, not like a tiger, but like in a just full on old school, you know, caveman way where it's just like, I am going to kill you with nothing but my bare hands. Yeah. And it is just like, that really stuck with me. That was like, that was, that was really heavy to me because I remember there's a scene where they come through a window 
And my, again, my aunt had this giant fucking window and I remember trying to sleep and it was like on the couch and I could see this window and all I could do would be like, they could go right through this fucking window. Like it. Well, they oh, do that God. when they're like, they're, no, I know, that's right? what I'm saying. They're, they're in the, they're in the house. Like, right. right. That's, that's what I'm saying. And they break through like the giant glass door and everything like, right. And that's exactly it. So when I watched that scene and then I tried to go to sleep later, I was like, it's the same thing. They could go right through that fucking window. Right. And so I just kept staring out the window, like for, for like an hour and a half, I just was awake staring outside this window. And it's just, I wouldn't be anywhere near that window. And again, I'm freaking getting my degree in like, you know, how do you help people after tornadoes and shit? But I'm just sitting there like really late at night. Occasionally I'll be like, okay, but like, how would I deliver supplies during the zombie apocalypse? Like I still randomly think about that stuff because of these freaking movies. Like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I love it. Quick poll of, of us who are here. Um, I know I have a plan for the for the zombie oh, apocalypse. No. Do we you all do me and I talk to me about this? Okay, prepared. like yeah. Just, have... just a yes or no, just a tally. Do we, Ben? Do you have a plan for the apocalypse? I'll just say I've played every Resident Evil game. I think I'll be good. All right, dope. So everybody's ready. We have. I'm going to the my dad's mountain in New Hampshire. We've got kind of, this place is locked up. I have a generator. Many, many, many a zombie movie in game. Let's say if you go into the snowy areas, the cold will restrict their movement. So you'll probably mm-hmm. be good. The snow's going to be legit, dude. There's a generator. There's like freezers. There's where we're ready. I'm just, like, I'm just Dad, looking at getting height, get height, and enough sniper ammo to to make sure we're safe. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know that that this group of nerds all has a zombie I have apocalypse a plan. <laughs> page text document about, about necessary right. steps but it's so maybe but you should I just, send it to us so we could actually survive no, no. i just use no you can't get out your plans but i you i like what i use this as a i use it as a, like an exercise because like again a lot of it is just like logistics like how do you get supplies like how do you take care of stuff so like i just it's it's kind of like a joke obviously because most of it is just like a exercise to apply what i'm learning right but um still like no i dead ass have a four page text document about like and there are variations too depending on the kind of zombie <laughs> because walkers and runners oh, right. you have to handle entirely different ways I was so like the one thing that i loved about this movie that one that we're talking about how we survive is that it's not honestly the zombies or the walkers that scare me the people but it would be like right. the people like that was one of the things that literally stuck out to me with 28 days later for like the longest time was when you get the, you think they're saved when they find the military and then you see the you know what what they're doing with the walkers what their plans are for um uh, what's her name i forget her name in the movie Naomi Harris yeah, Naomi Harris, like what her character is, like what the plans are. And it's like, like, I think that was like one of my first experiences, like with that when like a post-apocalyptic movie where it's like humanity is just as bad as the monsters they're fighting. That got now, boring as fuck in The Walking Dead, though. Like, I, it's a great concept, especially in 2003. Yeah, The Walking Dead, think I, the rumor is because I have not been watching that the walking dead is in its final season. And after they ruined all out war, I said, no, thank you. And I, to stuck. give you an idea of how I feel about the walking dead, I am a zombie fanatic and I can't 
stand that show. Did you read and the comics? Nope. I have, I literally watched like four episodes of the first one and I was just like, okay, this is boring. And then I stopped. Oh, it was like, good for ages. And I read all the comics and it was really good for a really long first. time. And then it turned to shit. About it. It, to me, it? it's a drama with zombies. That's just like, that's really what it is. It's yeah, not. Yeah, much. yeah, that basically is what it like, is. Like, and I don't like, and that's fine. You know, like, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, I don't have any like, you know, hardcore, like, you know, actual hatred of it. I just, it's just not for me because when I am dealing with like, when I look at zombie stuff that I'm like actually interested in, it tends to be either like runners or very well thought out like walkers, which is a perfect example of that being the book World War Z. If you have not read it, please read it or listen to the audiobook. It's incredible. Great, great audiobook. But I definitely prefer a mix of like runners and society being effed to like all all high heaven like Lindsay, you have a playstation if you haven't played it you need to play both of the last of us games like that you're so good oh my god full on like you know zombies you know they're they're runners but like society itself is like the core of the story like both of those games are freaking amazing. You have to play Literally, them. I will never forget the sitting on the floor in my mom's house playing the um intro to the first The Last of Us. Oh and holy no, yeah, shit. Lindsay, Lindsay, when you play the first one and you're going through the intro, channel me as a parent. You're like uh, so confident with your use of the word when. when. No. Yeah. <laughs> when when you play it channel me as a parent and you'll you'll get the emotions that i felt in that no game. but genuinely, Dude, genuinely there's Lindsay, no fucking way it's 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 honestly not that scary like genuinely i don't think it. it is no i, think I just it, think it's really really good like the story is elements, so good i'm bored with so i did a lot of walking dead i'm kind of like had enough zombies but also i'm like incredibly busy what? right now but not even like it's not even mainly horror. It's like it's a lot of like it's actually kind of touching. Very, I don't have it's time for any video games, guys. The, the only video game I have time story. for is anything that Rockstar produces. If and when that happens, please, please God. And oh, we got the GTA uh, three remaster He's talking about another red dead what? fuck that no i'm talking about gta 6 is what i'm talking about we're red dead's not gonna be what the hell did you it's five. skyrim it's skyrim it's we're never what? gonna get another one well you might be right it might be skyrim and you know what we can stop calling it skyrim we can just go ahead and call it the winds of winter let's just all accept our yeah, fucking for real. Okay. all right I let's have, put us back on track let's i have a final to... movie to talk about yeah. yeah and then and then we'll move on so i'll try to be quicker with this one well, my final one is The Strangers, and yeah. that is a lot more modern. That movie fucked me up, too. Yeah, that's I, 2018. I looked and it the up. reason no, 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 that that... Uh, 2008. I'm sorry, 2008. Yeah. So the reason that that one got to me so good is because by that point, I was kind of jaded to horror movies because I'd seen so many, and then I watched this, and, and there's a specific scene I'll talk about. So I am... Okay, so I don't, I'm not going to get political about this at all, but I do own a firearm. So I will just say that. I live in a state where it's completely legal. I own a firearm. So what? there is a, hold on. 
there is a scene in that movie where they are backed into a closet, which is a horrible decision, but they oh, are yeah, backed okay. into a closet and Glory. there is a person walking down a hallway. And all I could think was, oh my God, he's going to come through and it's going to be a whole thing. And like, I was just so jaded. I was like, I don't give a shit, whatever. And I'm just like, okay, we'll just sh- the most like, cause what you do during horror movies is like, you know, what would I do? Right. So my thing is just shoot him through the wall. Why? Just wait, just shoot him through the wall. And then he does. And I was like, oh, holy shit. He actually did it. Hell yeah. He got one of them. And then it ends up being that he just shot his best friend because he had called his best friend earlier and he forgot. And this put me in a full on like crisis because I was sitting there like, holy fuck, I would have done that. I would have just shot my best friend. What what the fuck? And the whole rest of that movie just became so fucking real to me. And it just stuck with me. Like I I had to reevaluate the entire way I would handle like any kind of, you know, home invasion situation. Like I literally went to somebody that I considered like a, you know, a trainer cause I do, I like to train and I went to like somebody I consider, you know, somebody that would train me. And I was like, dude, so I watched this, this was it. And he gave me like a whole lecture and I had to just like reevaluate like everything about, you know, safety with my firearm and everything. And so it had real world applications for me and that's pretty rare for a movie, but like that movie was so Like to me, the thing that stuck with me about that, nothing happened in that movie that I can think of that could not happen in real life. They don't at any point do anything like supernatural. They don't just reappear. There's no like moment where they get in the house where like, how did they get in? There's no like, nothing happened where I was like, oh, that's bullshit, which is pretty rare. And I cannot tell you how much I loved this, the pure psychopathy of the characters. It wasn't like it's this dead emotionless, just like we are going to kill you. This is how it's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen. And then they do it. And it's literally because like, I, I haven't seen the movie, but my friend told me about when he was telling me about it. Isn't there a line at the end of the movie where it's like when they ask, why are you doing this? Don't this isn't like it's because you answered the door. Because you were home. Yeah, because you were home. And I. But that's okay, I just I'm never going to sleep again. I'm sorry. I, I, that's the second what? one. The first one that's, ends with yeah. them driving away. I'm going to so, try to erase yeah. yeah. And they take their masks off. You guys, I already ran out of booze. And they're just completely normal people. (laughs) It's just, no, and that's the thing is they were completely normal looking people. There's no, like, they are not monsters. They're not beasts. They're not, like, you know, paranormal. There's nothing about that. No, they're just, they're just evil. And that's the thing that stuck with me is it is another one of those movies where the bad guys win. And there's no any, there's no like surprise twist at the end. There's no like hand that comes out of the dirt or like anything like that. It's just, they win and then the movie ends and it's just like, fuck you. And I absolutely love that. I, 
I'm so excited whenever I see a movie that subverts expectations. But not only did that subvert expectations, it threw me into a fucking existential crisis. And it, it just, it is so incredibly good. And I've, I've rewatched it and it does hold up and it's just an incredible movie. I, it's not as like, as formative as the Blair Witch Project or, um, 28 days later, but it is still just an incredible movie. And I really wanted to shout it out because it changed my way of thinking about horror movies a lot because it plays with known tropes to make it scarier, not just to, cause I feel like a lot of horror movies play with tropes, but just to be like different. Like just to be like, oh, you know, we didn't follow the trope or we did the trope different. And, but in the end, it's the same like response. It comes down to the same thing and then they just fall into other tropes and it's kind of like boring, but no, it, it subverted the tropes. It changed the expectations and it ended and you walked away like, wow, I never expected them to make another one. And I don't. I don't like the second one any near anywhere near as much. I do think it's it's worth a watch, but I don't like it anywhere near as much. But I did not expect another one. I was just like, okay, this is a solid story told in one go. It mm. really freaked me the fuck out. And that was that. And I absolutely love that movie. And I don't have a ton to say about it, but I absolutely had to talk about it because it just was so good. Yeah. Now you saw me. I'm gonna, I, I have to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's good. It's not. Uh, wait, it's um, Liv Tyler's the girl in it, isn't it? Yeah. I swear to God, when you said it was on Netflix, the first thing that like involuntarily popped into my mind is that I should delete the app. No, it like, like so I'll be you, safer if I don't. It's not on the TV. If you have a problem, and here's the other thing: the house they're in is not like in buttfuck nowhere. It's not in the middle of the woods. It's not like, I mean, it is a little, you know, off the beaten path, but like, it's not in buttfuck nowhere. Like it's, it's not like they're, you know, a hundred miles from society or anything. And that was another thing that got me. I was just like, this is just amazing. Like everything about this just fucks with your idea of what safety means. And that's why I loved it because you think you're safe. They even have a gun. Like I said, they have a gun. Like half the time you're watching these movies and you're just like, well, just buy a gun. Like, don't be stupid, you know, like have a way to protect yourself. They have a gun and it makes things worse. It doesn't help them. It amazes me when you say that he actually shot his best friend. Like I just had this with Lindsay the other night when I was watching a movie and I was like it it has I swear it has to be a prerequisite in horror movies that you have to have terrible aim when you have a firearm. Oh yeah. Or everything would just end. Stormtrooper level of bad aim. Requisite. No, and and that was the thing. He had perfect aim through a wall and you're and you have this moment of like Yes, they he fucking got one of them. And that alone is subverting an expectation 
and then you see that it ties into an earlier scene and it's this whole Chekhov's gun thing and oh my god it is just it is so satisfying like from a film perspective and yet horrifying at, when you're watching it because you're just oh dude it is so good it's just an incredible movie absolutely love it but uh that's uh that's the end of my um that's kind of the end of my list there i do want to just finally want to one time more shout out local 58 on youtube uh it's kind of a, it's getting bigger now but seriously go watch it if you like analog horror it is fucking incredible and uh, if you just want to watch like an explanation, Wendigoon does one again, he's another YouTuber and just so fucking good. Uh, seriously on y- YouTube horror is getting really, really good. Like uh, that's where I'm finding a lot of the shit that scares me now. Yikes. Is that ever a rabbit hole? I'm not going to get into. I'm like, I hope, I hope I my internet will. didn't just hear you say that. Like, oh my God. it's just going to be the only thing that you see now. Oh I'm my so god! Lindsay's uh, Alexa heard it. Yep. Fuck! I know. God, wh- please, God, let Google not have heard that. I, so, this seems like a good place to cut it off and go ahead and call it on part one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna split this up. Um, let's jump over yeah. to. Well, I'll leave it with our interview with Matt, and then we'll pick up the second episode with. Uh, or not second episode, but second part with um, my mom's interview. And then we'll just jump right back into uh, part two. So yeah. Perfect. All right. Thanks everybody. See you on the second half of this disc. So yeah, this is our first um, guest or maybe our second. I don't know. Maybe I'll fuck this up and put my mom first. We'll see. Any hoodles. um, We are joined right now by my very best friend of almost Oh my God! What is it? Uh, I mean, I think 2000? we're we're coming up on twenty one, twenty two years. Dude, holy shit! Twenty wow. plus years. Twenty plus years. I have known my very best friend Matt for twenty plus years. Uh, he is actually one of my go to guys for scary movies. Uh, he is the penultimate DC Comics expert in my life, and uh, just an all around sit down gentleman. Um. Matt, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it, dude. Of course. Happy to talk about movies, of course. Love obviously. love movies, obviously. Yeah. And I'm really excited, too, because, like, I don't know. <laughs> we literally just said it, but, like, I don't know what your pick is for, like, your top scary movies or whatever. Yeah, we have no idea. I feel like we've watched so many, like, growing up. Like, it, it's hard to figure it out. Like, Matt and I watched The Hills Have Eyes in his dad's... Uh, what was it? <laughs> uh, home theater room. Oh yeah, the home theater room. Or the man cave. That's the word. I'm for, but like, yeah, we watched the hills the have cave. eyes. We watched uh, fucking Rob Zombie's house with a thousand corpses. Like, but we yeah. like watch some deep cuts. Like, uh, uh, what's it called? Mulholland Drive and Jacob's oh Ladder. Ah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. kind of a deep cut. I yeah. yeah. Mm, from my days when I could enjoy and, and like get through this stuff, but. I kind of want to know, Scott, what's your, like, you guys being friends for such a long time, like, what are your guesses that Matt's oh, movies my... are going to be? So... Like, off the top of your head, what do you think it's going to be? Oh, dude. See, that's, it's rough. I honestly, I feel like it's going to be. <sighs> I would so say I'll, I'll say this. I have one classic and one contemporary. 
Okay. okay. So then the classic, in my opinion, it has to be uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I feel like, I feel like that's the movie that like is right up Matt's like personality alley. I guess. And I feel like I'm wrong because he's quiet. He's quiet. It sounds like you're wrong. Do you want to take a shot at the contemporary? Oh, is uh, shit. I'm going to be upset if it's like The Conjuring or like Sinister. Well, not Sinister because Sinister is really good. Um, Contemporary? God damn it. I'm going to have to say uh, Rob Zombie's uh, uh, Halloween from 2012. All right. So it was tough because I love old school movies, like old school horror movies. Love them. Yep. Um, the the older classic I actually chose was The Shining. Oh, God I'm damn so it. glad because I was thinking earlier today, today being as we are like recording this separate from the main episode, like earlier than we're doing that. Why didn't anyone add The Shining? <laughs> so uh, I'm, yeah. that's actually one that I like. That's crazy. That's a great pick. I'm really, really glad that somebody tossed that in there. Um, I live about 45 minutes from the actual hotel. That's that's amazingly lit. terrifying. I, didn't I know. That. Yeah, and it's in Estes Park, Colorado. It's like right north of me. Um, that's bonkers. Yeah, it's cool. If you ever come to visit, we'll go. Um, absolutely. Um, and then the yeah, contemporary. <laughs> I think that you were thinking of it, but couldn't think of the name. Uh, it was Insidious. Okay, well, I'm. I figured this was gonna come up with my interview with my mom. Um, I'm out, like a hundred percent. There is no movie on the face of the earth that scares me or fucked me up more than that movie. So you two oh, have a good time so talking good. by yourself. I literally cannot discuss that. You're movie. out of your fucking mind if you think I, I've seen that, <laughs> bro. I swear to God uh, that anybody that knows me knows. I th- well, okay. So like the first half of that movie is scary as shit to me, and then the second half when the dad goes into what is it called? The other. Wait, can I get a what is this movie? I'm okay. sorry to cut yeah, you off, ahead, but I'm like, no, can I'm I sorry. get like go a ahead, what is Insidious about? Let's just start with that one, and then, but I won't let you forget to tell that story. No, I please let me forget. <laughs> so Insidious is about a woman who is being haunted by a demon, and the demon has, for the most part, left her alone for several decades of her life, and she's moving into a new home. Which then, I forget the reason why, but it reawakens the demon. And it starts doing, like, really, like, poltergeisty type stuff. And then they have to bring in a kind of like a, like a seer. Medium. who Yeah, like a medium, right. Who comes in, she's got, like, a crew and, like, this and that. Like, they film it. They do the whole uh, conjuring exorcist stuff where they like yeah. they film it and do all this other crazy spiritual stuff so then they take they basically do like a the spirit kind of leaves the body and goes to this place i think it's called the other yeah. and then they go in there and they're like in the in between heaven and hell essentially like a limbo but they can see like other spirits they're in the limbo trying to find spirits that are not supposed to be there so like live people so they can go into the the person's body and become like a parasite 
And so without giving away the ending, they, they have to, like the husband has to go into this adventure through the other to try and track it down. But the, and I'll go into more why I like it, but that's essentially the, the Sparks Notes version. Okay. Yeah. And spoilers for everything. Like, go ahead. Yeah, Don't no, worry. Yeah. And, like we're not, we're way past that. This movie came out. And so, yeah, I mean, this movie is probably like seven to 10 years old at this point. I, yeah. No spoilers <laughs> for everything. Always the, yeah. for all time, always. So what yeah. were you going to say about the dad, Scott? Cause I did cut you well, off, but okay. I just have no context of what's happening in this film. <laughs> no, so now fine. I'm with you. <laughs> like, so the dad, that's the one that Matt left out like a smaller part. The, the demon takes their youngest son's soul to the yes. other. And so I feel like I've seen this for like half the movie. You, the kid is just in a coma. Like he's not moving. There's nothing. They, he has no, he has like minimal brain activity. They do a scan and everything. And then they take him home. And then all this crazy shit starts happening in the house. Like the mom goes to check on him and then she finds like a bloody handprint, but it's not a human hand. It's still got five digits, but it's clearly not a human hand on like, the bed. Sheet. Like shack size. Yeah. I don't like and it's that like, at all. It's crazy shit. And then she goes into the bedroom because she hears someone talking to their baby or someone like communicating with the baby. And you just see the shadow of this thing in the corner. But you never oh, actually yeah. see it like in the corner. And then the medium comes in and she describes what he looks like, but you never get to see what she's drawing. Um, And then. Oh, the jump scare at the end. Oof. I'm going to, I'm honestly, I'm going to have to let Matt explain the kitchen table scene because it literally gives me anxiety. Like thinking about it, 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 so it is, there's nothing on the planet that has scared me more than that. This fucking movie. It's crazy. Cause it's, he kind of actually resembles like Darth a, de- a demonic Darth Maul is the best way right. to describe it. He's got like hair sticking out the side of his head but he's got like a long pointy nose with like jaggedy yellow, black sharp teeth. And his like eyes are super big and dilated and yellow. Um, and it's they're They're at the table, basically speaking to the, I believe it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I it's wanted to watch mom, it prior to this, but they're all the like dad's mom talking to him. Yeah. And his wife. Right. No, it's the, the, the wife's mom. Because no, because the mom is telling him about how he used to talk about the woman that would she would find the woman in his pictures when he was a kid. No, it was her because she was the one who was possessed or uh, haunted, whatever. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they're talking to her mom, and she's talking about the 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 old woman who ends up being a a large part of the insidious lore. Yeah. And oh, she... I looked up pictures. Yeah, this movie, motherfuck. All right, go on. Yeah, so. <laughs> There, it's kind of just like if I remember the scene correctly, they're sitting in a kitchen at a table, and it's just kind of like cut, like quick cuts of like close-ups of everyone talking, and then eventually it like someone freaks out, and it cuts to the I believe it's the the husband, the husband, and the demon is like directly behind him, and you can see like his face, and he's like inhaling really big, yeah. and it's like you only see him for like a second, and then mm-hmm. it cuts away. And it's probably the only jump scare in a movie that actually freaked me out. Dude, because it's since it's so I saw the shining. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it it comes completely out of nowhere. They're literally just talking at the table. Yep. And then the There's mom, no and the music, wife jump up. Yeah, it's dead. It oh, dude. Yeah. Mm, no, thank right. you. No, I as soon as I saw the the images of it, I knew what you guys were talking about. I'm like, oh, oh no. 
no, so no, yeah. here's the thing. Super, you're fucking gnarly. pay me to watch this. No, I I went to the I saw it in theater, and that's the only time I ever saw it. And I saw it in theater and at home, I think. Oh, and oh, I had like gnarly. I had washed my hands of the movie because there's what there's four now. I think so. I think there's three. Three. Um, I just remember when the third one, the third one was coming out. There's a scene in the trailer where one of the kid, excuse me, one of the kids is looking in the attic, and the way that you know that they call him the man with the fire face. Um, the way that you know that he's around is you hear scratching, like he's peeling walnuts, oh, and, or like real, or like gross creaking. Yeah, and then uh, it just gets really quiet, and you hear that. And I literally had a panic attack for like twenty minutes because I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I hadn't heard that sound in like eight years, and then I was just it's, like, "Fuck me sideways." It's a really unsettling sound. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So why is it your favorite? Um, because predominantly the movie uses really old school camera tricks to scare you. There's okay. not a lot of CGI in it. Um, I think the other is probably the closest to CGI. And I think it's really just more of like it's, the demon's den, which is more CGI. Because he runs yeah. on the walls. Yeah. And it's, it's most for the, the rest of the movie is just, it's camera tricks. And that's what I really like. I like that it was, everything was practical for the most part. And it was just, it was a legitimate scary movie that got my heart pumping and made me unsettled when as i watched it so i that's why i really like it also the acting is phenomenal it is really good yeah i think that you hit on something really cool there like i i've been re-watching the it movies right which we talked about before we started recording a little bit i know and there and i like it we're going to talk about that elsewhere in this recording right like we're too but um I really noticed that watching it chapter two, there's a lot more CG. It seems like yeah. it's a lot less practical effects on Pennywise. And I know that a lot of that, it's like all CG, but like the way that he moves and the the yeah. type of evil thing that he's becoming, the practical ones are a lot more effective. I've been much less scared during chapter two, which is still, I don't yeah, know, they're all... doing the ritual of something in the other room right now. Oh, shoot. Pushing it. Yeah, the ritual yeah. of Grodd or whatever is happening. <laughs> Hashtag flashback. Ritual of Grogu. <laughs> yeah, um... whatever it is. So, okay, I that I can't say I'm surprised by that, but I am I am kind of surprised by The Shining. And I kind of so The only reason I it. am is like I just watched Ready Player 1 and The Shining is a huge part of halfway through that movie. I haven't read the book. I already told you. Oh, man. I know the, every the time you like, bring it up I make that I keep making the, it. The movie is dog trash. It's dog shit. It's horrible. I'm sorry. Can we swear on this? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the, the movie Ready Player out. One. Yeah, I know, right? Ready Player One was a dog shit movie based off an incredible book. Yeah, agreed. But, but an incredible book with like really, really terrible prose. Like, I feel like it's an incredible, like a shitty movie based on an incredible premise written in a really mediocre book read by Will Wheaton. Is what I thought of. <laughs> oh. I, I, yeah, wow. I just, I don't know. That's my. We should, we should all talk about that another time. If you've read Ready Player One, Matt, then. We should add that to the timeline, and I will right now, and you should come on the show, because I have a lot to say about it. It's but been yes, a the Shining. Minute, but I'm definitely down. So yeah, the, 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 Shining the Shining is yes. in the movie a lot and not in the book for Ready Player One, but yes, it does have a scene 
in the movie. Oh, well, now I'm upset. Well, anyway, go ahead. It's fine. So I I like The Shining because again it's an it's an, an era of practical effects. Um, like the elevators, the the iconic elevator scene was done practically with a miniature set. So yeah. I mean, it's hard not to be in love with practical mm-hmm. effects. Um, also, Stanley Kubrick is is a master of his craft. Well, was a master of his craft. So I generally love all Stanley Kubrick movies because he was amazing. But he was also incredibly abusive to the actors, which is what yeah. he really gets incredible performances out of the actors. Like Jack Nicholson, who is already a stellar and incredible yeah. actor. He made him so ferocious and scary and manic in that movie. And it was just... It was so good, and it was so also unsettling to watch him slowly wind into like that tunnel of madness that he ended up going through. Yeah. And I remember watching it in my dad's home theater room before it was destroyed. Um, I was Dude, watching. She it. jumped on me, man. She jumped no. on me in the chair and put the dent in the wall. Okay, I had what? nothing to do with that. I'm sorry, oh. you guys are gonna have to back this all the Never way up because out no, of no, context, no. this sounds bad. Who is she? What is <laughs> happening? Never mind. No, I'll I'll tell you not, that's, no. <laughs> I must have not have told you this. So um, the the water heater exploded and oh it destroyed the bottom level. Bro, is oh my, my lightsaber okay? Of course it's okay. Oh, so, um, but which then ended up forcing my parents to have to remodel the entire downstairs. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So that has been more of like an, an auxiliary storage workout, kids playroom type area. Oh, it's a, okay. it's a, it's a shadow of its form. But, um, so I was watching it by myself with the lights dimmed. So there was still light in the room and I was watching it by myself for the first time as an adult, mind you. And I heard my parents come home because the home theater room shares a wall with the garage. So I heard them come home and I heard the garage door close. And my dad swung open the door really fast and I damn near shit my pants because it freaked me out so much because I was so wrapped up into the, the movie. And I have never experienced that with any other movie just the unsettling nature of the hallways to the carpet to the bar scene. I love your dad. Ev- everything. Yeah. He's an asshole. Um, everything was, is just perfect. I think that's one of the few horror movies that I can watch over and over again and still find a new reason to like it. Um, now in regards to, a sequel, which obviously the book has a sequel as well. I was when I when I heard about Doctor Sleep, I was like, eh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm down because Obi Wan Kenobi's that that makes always <laughs> always makes me happy. And I watched it again by myself as a grown grown ass man in my own home now, and it's I it still brought back a lot of those unsettling feelings. And I, when I watched it, I praised it so much. Like it was so well done. The Everlook Hotel looked just like it did in the seventies version. I will give it's, it that they painstakingly recreated that shit. It it looks well, so. And again, good. for the exteriors, they don't have to like that. The hotel yeah. is is here. It's I can't yeah. remember what it's actually. I think it's actually called the Stanley. I, I believe, believe that's correct. That that's right. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the sequel, so I don't know if you mean like more interior stuff, but like exterior shots, like I don't know that they used it, but they certainly could have. They could the exterior, it's the exterior itself wasn't used very much. They use like a part of the maze, and then Long just shot, like right? yeah, it's it's just like some wide, like really wide landscape shots. Um, but I mean, they brought an inanimate object to the hotel and created it and turned it into a character. And that's so hard to do. And it was such a well-written movie, well-acted, well-edited, well-shot. Oh, it's perfect. Like, the the tricycle scenes in the hallways, it's such yeah. a great, yeah. great example of ingenuity and, and filmmaking. It's it's hard oh. for anyone not to like it. I, I agree. And I feel like um, the barometer that, that is this episode, right, is like whether I can stand to watch it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And I I really like The Shining very, and I actually can't believe that I didn't think of it in my own list, right? Of like, but like Halloween movies and stuff, I don't know. I but I this and um, Silence of the Lambs are the two that kind of after the fact I'm like, oh yeah, like those are really good, and it's because they're smarts, like you say, they're really good movies. There, and so that I think is evidence to the fact that I have seen it more than once, like willingly and really like it. I think it's interesting that you mentioned Islands of the Lambs. I watched that really young, probably about like seven. And it was not scary. It was just gory. If that makes well, and sense. It's like, it, just, it does. It's graphic and it's suspenseful. And I think that the shining is kind of similar. Like I, I, I bring that up in the context of The Shining because I think they're both smart and really scary and suspenseful in yeah. their own way. Um, obviously, Silence of the Lambs is like a lot more grounded, um, but it's very scary. And the book is super scary too. I have, except for when reading Jurassic Park, scared as read Silence of the Lambs. Scared of a book yeah, that's is a fair. weird experience. And Jurassic Park and Silence of the Lambs did that for me. That's fair. I'll give you that. Like, yeah, I see it's, it's tough because like when I was six, my mom showed me Halloween for the first time. She showed me alien. Like I, I was raised Whoa. on all these, like I saw the shining oh, and, and I didn't under, I know, dude, I can't, we're recording or we're going to be interviewing her too. And I'm really excited because she, if anybody like is a good horror movie critic, it's my mom. Because she hasn't liked any horror movies in the last like ten years, <laughs> it's so funny. It's uh, I think it's funny what we were like allowed to watch as kids because I also grew up in all this stuff and then just like yeah. really burnt out hard. I used to really like horror, like I've seen most of the older movies, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's amazing when her parents were like, "Yeah, that's fine." I know it's crazy. Like, well, and that was the thing, like. I, a lot of these I just I watched too young to understand what was happening. Like I could not right. fucking tell you what was happening in The Shining for such a long time. I was just like, the dad yeah. is a crazy lunatic guy. Um, crazy I didn't shit know, keeps like, happening. Yeah, I didn't know there were like actual nefarious things happening in the hotel. Right. And that's how it was for me with uh, Matt. What was that drug movie that we watched? Where it has, uh, it's the four endings and they're not good endings for any of them. Oh Requiem God! Requiem for, for a dream. dream. What's yeah. the drug movie we watched? Jesus. Dude, yeah. I did not, Requiem I did not. for a fucking dream. 
Oh, oh, that's that a movie. movie. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a, it's a great film. It is an a- absolutely that's correct. It's a masterpiece, but it is. Uh, I can't watch it, is, it more than once a year. No, man, no, I'm I haven't watched that in a decade, and that's fine. <laughs> it makes me like I call my mom immediately after. Oh, for you, sure. The only part of that movie that like really unsettled me was when the mom is tripping balls and the fridge tries to eat her. Yeah, honestly, like, that's a scary movie. That's yeah. a, like that's that's real scary. That and those four endings. Yeah, which was... which one would you pick? Did you ever have to play that game? We used to play no. that game in college. Fuck which pick? No, which because... ending? If you got to pick one, doesn't well, two of the guys end up in prison, right? Uh, uh yeah, two. One of them, no, one guy is in prison. One guy loses his arm and ends up in the hospital. And know what happened after that? He's definitely fucked. Um, and then the mom gets like she gets put a psych- yeah, yeah she gets put in, like a psychiatric ward, and then the girlfriend becomes a prostitute. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah ass yeah, 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 to yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Ass yeah. to ass. Yeah. Here's the thing yeah. about ass to ass: you still continue to get to do heroin, which out of the four. <laughs> Just saying. What the fuck are we talking about now? Like Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> the scariest God. movie on this roster. Seriously, <laughs> good lord. Anyway, all right, Matt. So I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a parting question, and because, and I'm only asking this particular one because we've seen so many. Um, mm-hmm. what is your all-time worst scary movie that you've ever seen? Like the shittiest one. Oh, the shittiest one. There's so many of them. I know. <laughs> um, I will be honest. It's probably something from the nineties. Um, Scream. Those are the I know best ones. That's, those are all the good ones. <laughs> no, those are the worst ones. I hey, love I'm gonna, all those. I'm gonna give it up, especially because they made an MTV show out of it, which I watched the first couple episodes. And holy shit, was it terrible. Um, and now they're making a new one, which still kind of looks like ass, because it's like, oh, what's your favorite scary movie? It's gonna, definitely yeah. going to be Scream. It was, those were such terrible movies. They kind of were. I remember I the second one more Scream. than I remember the first one. <laughs> I remember watching them as a kid and an adult. I'm like, these are all equally shitty. I'm pretty Wait, sure that's like one of Lindsay's favorites. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, like, it is. It's yeah. on my but uh, but I'm taking it off the list because I don't want to watch it because I fucking can't handle this. Oh my god. I'm like, I'm not even gonna watch it. in so this episode where, where I can't I I really liked Scream when I was a kid, when I was into like I was on my horror movie kick when those movies were coming out. And so yeah. we were watching like the actually scary movies. Um you know, like the omen and you know, all oh, that. God, the like, oh god, such a good movie. Yeah, like yeah, all the right, like is a good movie. That's what the one I'm talking about. Like we were like horror aficionados when we were twelve and uh oh, yeah. but the scream movies and I know what you did last summer, that was all coming out at the time. So we loved it because we were like, Oh, this isn't scary compared to the other shit that we're watching, right? It's like funny and, and we understood the tropes, like we got the in jokes, which was probably the first time in right, our lives that yeah. we were able to do that as twelve year olds. So that was super fun. That was for sure the first like like I, I I know that movie trope experience of my life. And given where we all are sitting now, I think we can solidly say I, I liked that. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that's that's fair. Well, and I mean see like everybody had those movies growing up. Like my dude, I fucking loved anaconda growing up and like yeah i know i shut up man 
And like, yeah, dude, even though it was, were a big favorite, they were, they were awesome. And then like, even though it was, it was PG 13 and it was supposed to be this, like, I'm talking about a different new movie now, but it was supposed to be this like blockbuster, like two franchises come together and they're fighting head to head. I oh. fucking loved alien versus predator too. Yo, same God, dude. Scott, you and I, <laughs> I love you. I want you and the public to know that. I, I fucking yeah, love you. I dude, it's amazing. <laughs> I, just, I loved AVP. Like, dude, AVP was dope. Requiem was fucking stupid. Yo, um, it does have one really fucked up scene in it, though. Um, and fucking Matt, what was the other one? We, uh, the other. Freddy versus Jason. Freddy Come versus on. Jason. Dude, I watched I remember... that recently and I loved it. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Movie. I'm so sorry. When you said Requiem just then, are you talking about Requiem? Or is there AVP? No, no, no AVP I thought you were talking one. about Requiem for a Dream again, and I was like, wait, oh, no. wait hang no, on, how no, do we get back to this? No, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, what do you mean it was stupid? Like, I don't no, understand. No, no, no. All right, I'm sorry. You just good. No, the Requiem shit picks up like right after uh, it, the first it's AVP. It's stupid. It leans, it leans, and it's bad. Lots of bad CG, lots of stupid cliche statements and just like one-liners it's like oh this is worse than like a really bad bruce wallace movie it kind of was yeah i just remember seeing avp in theaters and everyone was yep. like oh fucking stupid and i was like you're fucking stupid this movie yeah. looks great and it was <laughs> i remember being stoked as fuck that they like made a badass alien like it was just a regular yeah. hot, it was just a regular drone but they put the fucking grid on his head because the the well, thing is gonna crush him or whatever, and I was like, dude, that's the alien for the rest of the movie. That's my fucking guy. It was so good. I dude, Predator yeah. was such a badass. Like it was like it's you yeah, know, except Amy... the fucking first two die, like it's ten minutes into the fucking movie. But... Like AVP is like like our generation's like Godzilla versus Kong, where it's like the oh, people Jesus don't matter Christ. and they die yeah. fast. And I'm like, just show me kaiju fights. Like, that's perfect. And bring it to HBO 100%. Max day and date. I don't want to pay for this, but I want to see it immediately. Yep. Hey, this new Godzilla vs. Kong was fire, though. Yo, I know. And I didn't want to pay for it. And I'm glad that it came. It. I, I no, we, we couldn't. It was the pandemic. We watched it on HBO Max, all of us together as, as a I, community. Oh, that's true. Willingly would have paid to see it. I would oh, too. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I. Anyway, all right. We're digressing bad, and like, yeah, God only no, knows how long this episode's no, going to We need to stop. That's fine, right? Matt, I I really appreciate you coming on. You know, I love you. You know, I always go to you with my movie questions and shit if it's involving like DC and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. also, I didn't mention this to you, Lindsay, but Matt is also a major Funko Pop collector, just like I am. So he and I are <laughs> oh constantly God. talking back and forth about this shit. Scott, it's funny I've that you mentioned that. I have a Funko Pop for you that I want to get you at Christmas, but I need oh to check God. with your girlfriend, make sure you don't already have it. But I like can't imagine that you do. And if you do, then I, it's... I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wait, funny Matt, that you mentioned that, Scott. Uh, I Well, I went to the Funko Hollywood store recently. Oh, like bitch. Over the weekend. I went to the, the pseudo motherland. The motherland is in Everett, <laughs> Washington. Uh, but I'm actually wearing a funko shirt right like oh it's just God. a it's a generic funko hollywood shirt yeah and i was this, in uh, a logo. i was in a management training class on webex with the with camera on which is the worst i hate it so much um and if, if you asked me to do camera on this i would have said i can't do the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um uh so i have bookshelves in my office obviously full of like funkos and stuff like that and someone messaged me independently saying 
I have to know before this this meeting ends. What are you? What do you have on display? Because <laughs> they're in the background. Serious? Jesus yes. Christ! Oh my I god! Mean, I have zero Funko Pops, and I would very much like to have like a Funko Pop. And dude, I'm afraid of what happens when I start that process. I have so many. Don't, don't, do yeah, don't don't do it. I really it's, want. It's, well, I don't it's, know. So it's it's a horrible. Horrible yeah. addiction. I'll talk to you more about it, but there are a couple that I have actually found that I do want to get for you. Like, there's a Barnes and Noble. First of all, I got <laughs> I saw it because it's Barnes and Noble exclusive, and I was like, dude, this is fucking right up our alley. But there's a Barnes and Noble exclusive Frodo Baggins where he's got the ring on, so it's the regular Funko Pop, but he's crystal clear. Oh my god! To be and I'm like, bro, she's got to fucking have this shit. That's so dude, sick. Before I forget, I wanted to tell you this. But I, I couldn't confirm it because I was looking at all the box and I couldn't figure out if it was the original run of Boba Fett and Darth Maul was at the Funko Hollywood store. Shut the fuck up, dude. I, oh, and that's the thing. All of their pops, regular, what is it, like uh, four-inch pops, yeah. all $11. And I was like, I, for the life of me, I could not figure out if it was the original run or not. So I didn't buy it because I didn't want to buy it and then send it to you. And then you'd be like, oh, this is Don't stupid. This is just over there. told you, wouldn't it? So, I so the app, I yeah. So the app will give you like multiple results for the same oh, one. Yeah. So that's why I was like, ah, I'm just gonna leave it alone. And I just like I walked away because <laughs> I couldn't think. I couldn't think about it anymore. I was like, because I literally stood there for like five minutes looking at them. I man, I really like them. I was in a Newbury Comics earlier in the summer in Boston, and uh, I was like. They have like a ton of pops, but they didn't have a single Barry Allen. Like I really wanted to go. Oh my god! One, where is it? Uh, oh, I sold it. I have one of the. <laughs> I had one of the original Reverse Flash pops when they first came out. That's so cool. <laughs> it is. It was really cool. There's. I just so want many a Flash. Flash. I just want a Barry. Well, I know it's Barry, and I was like, well, "Fuck that! I don't have regular Barry. I don't have any Funko Pops. I just oh, want no. Barry." I know which one I have. Barry. It's the same one that you have, Matt. It's Death, uh, Red Death. Oh, so cool. but I just wanted that's the Bruce. Flash. Yeah, that's Bruce. It's not even Barry. Yeah, it's Batman. If he got Barry's powers. Well, that's a cool Elseworlds episode. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, he he kills Barry and steals the yeah, steals the, the treadmill. The, the treadmill of destiny or whatever the fuck it's called oh my god oh my god oh my god on this tangent did you guys see the trailer for the five part uh, yes. Flash armageddon. special armageddon Absolutely. on the cw god damn it i'm, I'm so, so glad they're bringing me a smoke back oh my god i know and he has the gold boots this is gonna be so hot scott we might have to do a special so to cover some stuff, I, I don't know. Be I don't know on that. Or I'll just like I could like no, slowly you're... weave it into like every episode. Tell like she this... does it every time. It doesn't matter what <laughs> we're fucking talking about. You know what? I'm sorry. We're getting we're getting like <laughs> I did it again. Out of control. Anyway, <laughs> thank yeah, you did do it again. This segue from Funko Pops to fucking, the Flash. Yeah, my Funko Pop obsession. Um, again, yeah, Matt. Thank you so much for being here, Lindsay. Thank you for showing up again. Um, always like you have to i'm um, here to be the barometer on all this shit that i, I like, kind of hate but yeah. also like mostly just afraid of <laughs> yeah. um but yeah thank you so much dude i appreciate it yeah it was awesome having you on thank you many times yeah awesome i will definitely we'll we'll talk about it off stream but uh, yeah we'll definitely try to figure out some way to get you back for the the flash episode oh thank oh, you. yeah cool all right thanks okay. <laughs> 